The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the upcoming program are those of the participants and program owners and not necessarily those of Las Vegas Broadcasters Incorporated or its employees, management, or owners. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, we have a number for you to dial and to join in on our discussion. If you have a praise report, a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you, 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, toll-free number. Number to join in on our discussion today, calling outside the Las Vegas area would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Loss at All Costs' website, and our website address is www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, Pastor Terry was on last week, and he was phenomenal. I suggest you go to that website, again, www.savethelosslv.org. Look for last week, and any day that you'd like to listen to, click on to it. Get blessed. The gospel is always free on our watch. In addition to that, we are archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, just look for us on iTunes. Again, it's free on our watch, the gospel. If you have a cell phone or have access to one, which I know would probably be yes, yes, that number to listen to KKVV, Christian Talk Radio, would be 563-999-3194. And if you were dialed right now, you would hear Save the Lost at All Costs. And again, that cell phone number is 563-999-3194. Well, for those of us who are living in the United States, uh, this is a day that we recognize as Father's Day. And I want to make sure everybody gets blessed because to me, Father's Day is every day, all day. And those who uh, help me be who I am and encourage me to be what I need to be in a season called now, I've reached out to you personally. You know how I feel about you. And to God be the glory that I have breath in my body to be able to say thank you. And truly, I am grateful and thankful for you. If you spent a second in my life, I am internally grateful to you. So I like everyone who is uh, a natural father and for all of us who are supernatural fathers, this is designed for you and everyone can partake and get blessed. 
and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I study from the Word of God. I also study from other men and women who are students of the Word of God. And this one particular person I'm studying with right now, his name is Jim George. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about uh, Jim George, who's a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has graduated from and served in pastoral roles on the Master's Seminary Faculty at Talbot School of Theology. Talbot School of Theology is a non-denominational conservative evangelical Christian theological seminary located near Los Angeles in a city called La Mirada. Talbot is one of the seven schools that comprise Biola University. And a graduate who you're probably familiar with that graduated from the same seminary school is John F. MacArthur. So, I would encourage you guys to uh, check out Jim George and a book that he actually has written, one that I'm studying from, and it's entitled, The 50 Most Important Teachings of the Bible, What They Mean for You. And Jim George also wrote the Bare Bones Bible Handbook. So for those of us who are on the Internet, I'm going to hold it up next to the mic and hope you can get a glimpse of it. And I would encourage you to check it out. Now, one particular lesson in there that he has that I'm very excited about, and it's lesson number 46, is that this news is so good, don't keep it to yourself. Wow. Now, you know I can't keep it to myself, so I want to share with you today. Again, this news is so good, don't keep it to yourself. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Now, we're going to get into the Word of God right away. And the first three scriptures we're going to go over. The first one is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. Again, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. Then we're going to go to John chapter 11, verse 25. And then we're going to go to Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Again, the second one is John eleven twenty-five, And the third is Romans chapter 1, verse 4. We'll be doing a lot of scripture uh, reading and studying today, but those are the first three. So I hope you have your writing material available and ready to get blessed. Now, I am coming from the New King James Version. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4 read as such. Verse 3, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. John eleven twenty five, Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And she being Martha, Martha uh, is Lazarus' sister. And Romans 1 Four, that would be Romans chapter 1 verse 4 verse 4 reads and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead now uh, Jim George says this what's the greatest news you've ever received and once you've heard it how hard was it to contain the news to not rush to your phone or out into the streets and share it with anyone who would listen? Was it the fact that you were expecting your first child? 
or you received that big promotion, or you were informed by your doctor that you're, fam- you're finally cancer-free. All of these news items are noteworthy and worthy of celebration. But the greatest news ever came almost 2,000 years ago when Jesus' disciples heard and saw that their friend, teacher, and leader was alive from the dead. Now, that's incredible news. Let's look at Acts 4.33. And the word of God says this. Verse 33, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. You see that? Gave witness. But it says before that they gave witness with great power. Hmm. Now, let's get back to what Brother Jim is saying. Because of the visible proof of his resurrection, Jesus' Broken-hearted followers turned into a courageous band of witnesses who, without threat of reprisal, retaliation, or even fear of death, took to the streets to tell anyone who would listen to the good news. What was the result of that excitement? In just a few years, their message has spread to the distant regions of the Roman Empire. How are you doing in this department? Are you as excited as the early disciples were about sharing the good news? Here are some important truths to keep you in mind. Excuse me. Let me say that again. Here are some important truths to keep in mind about the resurrection. The resurrection is foundational to the Christian faith. The resurrection of Jesus is at the heart of the Christian faith. Jesus promised his his resurrection, and that fact is really happened, shows that the world, that Christ has power over death and is the ruler of God's eternal kingdom. Jesus was not a false prophet or an imposter. Of all the religious leaders who have ever lived, only Jesus rose from the dead. Because of his bodily resurrection, those who have placed their faith in him can be certain of their resurrection as well, as explained in Romans 6, 4. Now, Romans chapter 6, verse 4 states this. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, By the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Wow. Amazing. The resurrection is the focal point of the Christian message. The first two sermons Peter preached after Christ's resurrection focused on the resurrection. Paul also made it clear the resurrection was a key element of Christianity. Now, let's look at Peter's first two sermons after the resurrection. So, we go to Acts 2, verses 14 through 36. That would be the first one. And then we're going to go over to Acts 3, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 26. Again, Peter's first sermon after the resurrection would be Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 36. 
And the word of God says this, verse 14, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice and said to them, men of Judah, excuse me, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. 15, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. 16, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. 18, and on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. 19, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. 20, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, 21, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 22, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. 23, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. 24, whom God raised up, having loosened the pains of death, because the Lord always, let me go back. Verse 24, whom God raised up, having loosened the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. 25, for David said concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. 26, therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. 27, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. 28, you have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. 29, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. 30, therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. 31, he, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. 32, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, 33, therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. 34, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my God, sit at my right hand, 35, till I make your enemies your footstool. 36, therefore, let all the house 
of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Acts 3, verses 12 through 26. This is Peter's second sermon after the crucifixion. Verse 12, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? 13, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of a pilot when he was determined to let him go. 14. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. 15. And killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. 16. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. 17. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance and did also your rulers. 18. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. 19. Repent. Therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. 20. And that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. 21. Whom heaven must receive until the time of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. 22. For Moses... Brethren, excuse me, 22, for Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. 23, and it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. 24, yes. And all the prophets from Samuel and those whom, let me go back to 24, 24, yes. And all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many have spoken, have also foretold these days. 25, you are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 26, to your first God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Wow. He said in your ignorance. And not only in your ignorance, but the ignorance of your rulers. He understood. Jesus understood. But now that they have seen the physical proof, Peter exhorts to them, it's time to repent and be converted. Amen. 
So let's get back to what Brother Jim George is talking about in his book, The Most the 50 most important teachings of the Bible, what they mean for you. And we're looking at the news is so good, don't keep it to yourselves. <clears throat> so we just read two of Peter's sermons that happened after Jesus' resurrection. Amen? So Paul also made it clear the resurrection was the key element of Christianity. Now, he says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. And it says, For I delivered to you first all which... Let me say it again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Whatever Paul had been given... He gave it. He received it first and he gave it. He passed it on. He preached that. And this is what we're supposed to do. When you get that knowledge, you pass it on. Because this is about people's lives and deaths. This, Their eternal souls are at stake here. Amen? So, we just read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. Then... Then we go on and uh, Paul went on to list those who had seen the resurrected Christ. And we'll find that in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, and we're looking at verses uh, 5 through 8. So we just go a little bit further down. So Paul is, <coughs> excuse me, stating who has seen the resurrected Christ. And verse 5 reads in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, as such, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, six, after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some had fallen asleep. Seven, after that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, eight, then last of all he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. Now, Cephas is Peter. The James that the Apostle Paul is referring to is James the Just, also called the bishops of bishops, who rules Jerusalem, the holy churches of the Hebrews, and all the churches wherever. And he was also Jesus' brother. Now, it said that also that 500 brethren all at once had seen Jesus and says that the greater part of them remain present, but some have fallen asleep, which means, you know, they have, uh, they have died, but the, 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 it doesn't discount that 500 of them saw it all at once. Then you have Peter, you have the apostles, and then even James Peter's, excuse me, Jesus's brother and also you have the apostle Paul and he wasn't part of the original apostle so that's why he says that he was born out of time amen <laughs> that, that that's a great amount of witnesses so let's get back to what brother Jim George is is saying in his uh book here 
under the heading, This News is So Good, Don't Keep It to Yourself. The resurrection is our hope of eternal life. All religions speak of some sort of life after death, but it's all just talk. All other religions offer an uncertain kind of hope, a hope that has no proof. Only Christianity gives a certain hope that death has been conquered. Why? Because Jesus was raised from the dead. Again, no other religion offers a leader who has risen from the dead. Jesus' own resurrection is proof that those who believe in him will also be raised from the dead to live in new bodies for all eternity with Jesus. Now, let's look at Jesus' promise. And we will find that in John 14, 3. So we're going to John chapter 14, verse 3. And the word of God says this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Wow. Truly, the news is so good. Don't keep it to yourself. I, I just had to share this with you. And I hope it's encouraging you. It's just doing so much for me and truly I believe but you know just on a greater level you know with the confidence and I'm truly passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ but and I stay on fire but I'm ready to throw even more logs on it (laughs) amen the resurrection included both body and soul Paul wrote to a church in the city of Corinth, which was situated in the heart of Greek culture. According to Greek philosophers, the soul was the real person imprisoned in a physical body, and at death the soul was released. Christianity, by contrast, teaches that the body and soul will be united in the resurrection, as Paul explained to the Corinthians. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 42. So we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 42. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption. (laughs) Wow. And we know the Lord Jesus Christ is incorruptible. Amen. But did you hear that? Let me tell it to you again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. You got to get excited about that. Your resurrected body will be eternal. Do you like what you look like? Well, get used to it because your resurrected body will have a similar appearance but be different in substance. After the resurrection, when Jesus miraculously appears to his disciples through closed doors, they recognized him. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now let's go to John 20, 20. 
and see what the word of God says. Again, we're going to John chapter 20, verse 20. And the word of God says this, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They recognized him. Amen. You got to think about that. Your resurrected body will be better than you can imagine. You will still have your own personality and distinctives, but these will be perfected through Christ's work. There will be no more sickness and death. You will live forever. And then Jim George asked this, what does this mean for you? And let's see. He says the fact of the resurrection should give you a sure hope about the future and make you more excited about your faith. Christ's resurrection is proof that death is no longer to be feared. What, whenever, excuse me, whether you die next week, next month, or many years later in the future, it doesn't matter. Let me read that again. Whether you die next week, next month, or many years later in the future, it doesn't matter. Why? Because you have no reason to fear death. You understand what Jesus was saying to his disciples. And now, to you, let's go to John eleven twenty five and see what it says. John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. We read that earlier, but it should really resonate with you now. Jesus is speaking to you in a season called now. And he's simply saying, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. You find that in John 11 verse 25. You might be thinking, if I had been there and witnessed Jesus alive from the dead, I could be as excited as those early disciples but you were not there. You are alive on earth these 2,000 years later. Should that make any difference? No. And Peter didn't think so either when he wrote, and let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And the word of God says this, verse 8. Whom having not seen you, love, though you now Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. 9. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Let's read that again. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 8 and 9. And verse 8 says this, the word of God. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, 
you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I want to pause there for a minute. It's true. We did not witness the death, burial, or resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But let's fast forward 2,000 years ahead where we are right now. How special is the helper, is the comforter, is the Holy Spirit that has an indwelling in us? That lives inside of us. Those who believe. Those who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. As their Lord and Savior. And who walk. In his light. And embrace his words. As true. As a testament. That they go boldly. And stand on his word. Without fear from death. You have to understand you've gone to another level in Christ. Because you weren't there. But you are so full of the knowledge of the wisdom. That he did indeed exist. Not only did he exist. But his words were true. That if he said it. He meant it. And if he meant it, it was manifested. It was done. That's confidence. That's faith. And all he required of us is to have faith of a mustard seed. Truly. Those of us who believe and go out day in and day in and day out proclaiming and professing and living the gospel because it's alive and it's well. Christ might have died, but he's not dead. And when you get into relationship with him. He'll show you that over and over and over again. Don't be so concerned about things that are happening. Be more concerned about growing and building your faith. Eternity is your gift. And just like he came back to show himself to them, he's coming back to personally get us so that we can live with him because he says he's gone to make a place. And if he's gone to make a place, then he's coming back. What other religious leaders or ancestors Do you know that have raised themselves up from the dead and to be able to walk among people where they can witness it? Well over 500 people witnessed this. It's historic. 
And for those of you who have gone to Israel and seen the tomb where they laid Jesus, his bones aren't there. His body is not there. And they've been looking day and night for years, for centuries. He's not there. He's not of this kingdom. You can't expect to find him there. When he walked the earth. He was God. Incarnate. He was God wrapped in flesh. You don't expect God to have bones do you? Then you shouldn't expect that from your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ either. Let's get back to what Brother Jim George is talking about. And this wonderful exhortation and lesson he gave us in this news is so good. Don't keep it to yourself. Peter said that you should be rejoicing with joy inexpressible. Your joy should be so visible that people around you can't help but notice something different about you. Is that joy visible? If not, maybe it's time for you to refresh your understanding of the implications of the resurrection on your life. Then, with renewed excitement, remember, this news is so good you don't want to keep it to yourself. I am totally convinced in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no question in my mind that he did what he said he was going to do. And that he will continue to do what he says he's going to do. I'm confident that if I should leave this earth today, next week, next year, because of my relationship, because of me committing my life to Christ, giving my life to Christ, that I will be with him. I will see my Savior. I will be able to partake in salvation. I will be able to be able to partake in the blessings and the promises. But Peter says something very important in his sermon. He says that you have to repent to experience conversion. You have to believe that Jesus is who he says he is and that his death, burial, resurrection, to include his crucifixion, was real. It happened. You cannot go to a place and live with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you don't believe that it happened. Now, Brother Jim George offers a great argument. What other religious leader do you know that could do what Jesus did? 
and that the men who he selected to be his disciples were so on fire after his resurrection, so courageous in the most hostile of environments, the Roman Empire, that without fear, they went out and they preached the gospel and refused to preach any other gospel and refused to deny that Jesus' resurrection wasn't real. They refused to say that it wasn't real. They died saying that it was real. No matter what the Roman Empire did to them, others of their own brethren who might not have believed like they believed, it wasn't important. What was important is that Jesus was real. He was their rabbi. He was their Lord. He was their Christ. They weren't waiting for anybody else. There was nobody else to wait on. The prophecy had been fulfilled. The scriptures were real. They came alive. And the other prophets before, even as far back as Moses. And they studied the scriptures. They were very aware of what the prophets before them were saying. And more so than anything, the house of Israel knew this. They knew what they had done as far as Jesus' death. And they knew about the foretelling of the Messiah, of the Christ coming. So I ask you, brethren, I ask you, brothers and sisters, what more does Christ have to do to prove to you that he lived, that he walked the earth, that he was crucified, that he died, that he was buried? And that he rose up in three days. What more does he have to do to prove it to you? Because that's what you have waiting on you. After this life. Eternal life. And with him. To be resurrected. To have a new body. Perfected his work completed in you. What are you needing? What more do you want? Where is your faith? And if you need your faith to be attended to, then the word of God is here to minister to you, to love on you, to speak to you, to teach you, to heal you, 
to fulfill the promise that it made to you and the ancestors before you and the forefathers before you. There's no need to be worried and there's no need to fear. Now, I know we're not living under the type of pressure that Apostle Paul and Peter and the rest of the disciples were under after Jesus' resurrection. He was with them for 40 days and then he ascended on high. He went back to where he always was. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He always existed and he always sat on the right hand of God. So he went back to his heavenly place because that's his home. This place is not our home. This is where we are before we go home because we need to be able to tell people about the good news. Because you wouldn't want to wish hell and damnation and eternal separation from God on your worst enemy. Now Satan is at his job. He's the author of confusion. He's the father of lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 24-7. He doesn't stop. That's his job. Evil exists. Eternity exists too. But you can't serve two masters. You're going to have to make a decision. Where you want to spend your eternity. Because everybody dies. Now it's up to you to decide. Where you want to live your life. There are two forms of eternity. As far as location. There's heaven. And there's hell. Jesus will be in heaven. And Satan will be in hell. Now, you just have heard about news being so exciting that you can't keep it to yourself. And Brother Jim George, God bless him, has laid it out beautifully for you in the scriptures. What was in his heart. And you didn't even have to buy the book to get it. Now I suggest that. It's something worth investing in. Because there are 49 other lessons. To take you to the next level in your faith. But see iron sharpens iron. Men and women of God. And you've got to decide how you're spending your time. You're the steward of your time. So are you spending your time being strengthened? Are you spending your time being weakened? 
Now, this bottle of water is the base for everything that is liquid. It's pure in this form right here. Now, you have to decide what you're adding to it. So what are you adding to the word of God? Because you're not supposed to add anything to the word of God, nor are you supposed to take anything away from it. It's complete and sanctified on its face. It's called the Holy Bible. It's not like any other book that exists. This is it. This is the blueprint on how we should conduct ourselves and live our lives in this season and in eternity. You have to ask yourself, what are you spending your time doing? Then ask yourself again, who are you spending your time with doing what? You can't get mad at people for who they are. You need to decide if they are the people you should be with. Now, once someone lets you know who they are, then believe it. But you got to get real with yourself. And you can't keep pointing the finger at other people. Because you won't be able to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ as they start pointing fingers. No, you're there to give an account for your life. You're, you're there to give an account for your sin. Don't be distracted. Stay focused on what's important here. And God knows who his children are and who his children aren't. He is not deceived. He is not fooled. A form of godliness is not godliness. Imitation crab is not crab. By definition, imitation means non-authentic. It's an imitation. It's a likeness at best. But it's not authentic. Because it didn't come from crab. It's manufactured. The way to get to the Lord Jesus Christ is through his word. He'll tell you exactly how to come to him. You don't have to rely on anybody telling you how to do it. Now we are here to serve. We are here to help. We are here to guide. But nobody saves but Jesus. You want to dedicate your life? You want to get right? You get right with Jesus. You dedicate your life to Jesus. Men and women, boys and girls, parents, children, they're just who they are. Today is a wonderful day to let go of being hurt, 
of being mad, of being disappointed, of being angry, of being bruised and broken by fathers, father figures, leaders in the church, in the home, older brothers, uncles, cousins, siblings. Peter said it so eloquently. He said they were ignorant, even the rulers. But now you know, don't let anybody cheat you out of your inheritance. Don't let anybody distract you on the way to see Jesus and to meet Jesus. He's coming back for you. But your heart has to be right. Your actions denote your character. And your character speaks to where your heart is. Don't waste another second. Give your life to Christ. Get into relationship. Find a good Bible teaching church. And until you are able to find that, find someone who loves the Lord and wants to share the Lord with you. Form a Bible study group in the home. Be the priest of your household. Everybody couldn't go to the synagogue. Everybody couldn't go to the temple. But everybody can worship Christ. That's what you were created to do, was to worship. And we're in a season where you must worship him in spirit and truth. We love you and God bless you. Save the lost at all costs. Goodbye. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, 
please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.